Sports Pen with you on ESPN-UP, Wednesday afternoon, Tanner Hoops with you, glad to have you along, and as always, we have got the ABC 10 guys here on Wednesday, John Michael Hofling, and in this corner, Tyree Smith, what's up, fellas? How you doing? I'm good, man, what about you? Uh, living life, it's a little chilly outside, I don't understand why. Yeah, you got like seven layers on. <laughs> Dude, I got okay, I got a jacket and, and, and jogger sweats, alright, not too much, not too much. Can we talk about how weird the weather was yesterday? I walked out to a gas station about 3 o'clock yesterday, and it was just overcast, it looked like something was going to happen. I walk out of the gas station, and it's a hurricane. A few hours later, <laughs> the sun's on my back when I'm outside walking to my car, it's like 5 o'clock. And the sun's perfect. It, everything was like a beautiful summer day. And then by 7 o'clock last night, the sky was pink and the lightning was purple. You know, that's that's when you just stay inside and watch Netflix. But, uh, <laughs> no joke. Our entire ABC 10 building shook. For you weren't, Tyree wasn't here at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, our entire ABC 10 building shook for about two minutes during that? during that storm. When was this? What time was this? This was when you were coming back from your okay. story. Uh, like exactly when you texted me, texted me saying you were coming back. That's when it started. That's unfortunate. Good thing I wasn't there. You know, I tell you what, I love storms. I know a lot of people don't, but oh, I, I love, love storms. Oh, I agree. Yeah, both of you guys are storm guys. I like that. Yeah. I love thunderstorms, lightning, whatever. We don't get a whole lot of those up here, so that's why I cherish them whenever they're around. Like last night was fun. I really like rain, but I hate like hot rain. Okay. You know what I'm saying like if it's gonna rain, when it hits you, it better be cool. Oh, that's int- what? What? <laughs> 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 have, have you never like realized that when it's like when it like rains, but it's still like warm when the water hits you and it's just warm? The fact that you want it to touch you, I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's gonna touch you no matter what, right? It better be cool. It better cool. Call the umbrella and yeah, run between the drops. I'm, I'm I'm done with this conversation with you, Michael. <laughs> I tell you what, we got a lot to break down over the course of the next hour. We are going to re-rank the top tier and the few other tiers of NFL quarterbacks with Andrew Luck's sudden retirement. What are you guys doing now? He's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm giving the audience what we're going to be talking about today. They're arguing in mime across from me over across the studio. I'm just shaking them off. I tell you what, we have got that coming up. We've got uh, the Major League Baseball postseason races, an update on that, plus... Every Power Five conference's most disappointing college football team this year. I'm looking forward to that one because every conference is going to have at least one team who's not going to live up to expectations. I can think of a few from last year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys can as well. Mm-hmm. Michael, Stanford. <laughs> I was thinking more Washington State last year. No. Really? Well, because they started in the top ten. They were expected to do big things. Yeah, but they came within one game of the championship, or the conference championship. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I was expecting a lot from them. I was too. Well, actually, I was expecting more from Stanford. Mm-hmm. But hey, Stanford's its whole new year. And I tell you what, my pick coming up, spoiler alert, is not Stanford. So that's good <laughs> news. That's good news. <laughs> Stanford fan here. I tell you what, but let's start with the Major League Baseball races and how everything is coming down. We only have about a month left in this season. I know. That is insane. This has gone by so quick. I know. I remember just the other day, I was wearing my my Stars and Stripes suit announcing it was opening day for Major League Baseball. You have a Stars and Stripes suit? Yes, I've worn it twice on air. Once for the opening day of Major League Baseball and once for the 4th of July. Oh my gosh. I'm glad I wasn't here to Okay, that. all of a sudden, you guys are turning on me. Okay, I'm hold glad up. I haven't seen that. I, I thought, like, it was great, okay? It was great. You know what? It's one of those things that I might make fun of, but I would totally buy. Like, that's I would the, totally no, get it. No, that's the thing. It was 20 bucks. From where? 20 bucks from Kohl's. How about that? It was a great deal. I saw it. Me and my friends saw it, and we went, got to have that. How do they advertise that? I don't, they, just had it on, they just had it on the rack. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got a purple suit with cheetah piping. Maybe I should wear that for the, here in the studio. Oh, I'm yeah. not on TV like you have, guys. I'm not as fancy as you guys. A fancy dress, a fancy suit and tie combination <laughs> contest. Nobody's going to see it if we're doing a radio, so I mean, that's fine. Hey, social media, dude. Well, that's Fair. a live stream. We're going to Facebook live that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get a streaming deal where we can be on like ESPN3 or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> but I tell you what, when you look at Major League Baseball and where everything is panning out, for me, you have... Three teams that are serious World Series contenders, maybe even heavy favorites. You've got the Yankees, the Astros, and the Dodgers. But in the same sense, I would say that I don't think the Dodgers stand a chance against either of those two teams. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? What do you think, Tyree? As a Dodgers fan? I know, that's why. I, <laughs> I mean, on, like I said, they're not good closers. So, I mean, it depends on how long they could get the uh, 
how long the series will go. Personally, I don't think so. They always, what, the past two seasons they ended up in the World Series and still nothing came from it? Well, let's face it. The, they, they lost the Astros in seven games. Great series two years ago. Mm-hmm. And but the they Ast- did blow that one. Yeah. But the Astros are better now. The Astros are better than they were two years ago. Maybe. What are they, like 80, no, they, they got, they've got something. a better bullpen. They've got progression from... They, they don't have Charlie Morton anymore, but they have progression from Gurriel, Correa... Altuve, Bregman. Bregman has burst on the scene the last two years. He wasn't the Alex Bregman we know now back in 2016, or back in 2017. Eh, I thought he was. He, was. he wasn't as good. He was still good, but he wasn't MVP caliber like he is now. Mm. And then Springer's better. They Michael, did get Brantley. Michael Brantley, yeah. Yep. The thing that concerns me with them would be the back end of that bullpen, because I know that they've got talent there, but the back end of their bullpen has not taken steps forward like the offense has. Chris Davinsky is not the all-star that he was a few years ago. Ryan Presley probably isn't going to come back until maybe the World Series if they get there. That would be the biggest concern for me if I were an Astros fan. I think that's the biggest concern for all three teams, you just said, is the back half of that bullpen. I mean, mm-hmm. other than Kenley Jansen, who do the Dodgers have coming out uh, coming out for the 7th, 8th, and ninth? right? Tyree, I meant to ask you that. Is the biggest swing and miss that the Dodgers had this season not getting someone like Edwin Diaz at the trade deadline? It depends on how you look at it, <laughs> personally. I think they could live without it. Yeah. I mean, I think they had, they've relied on the past two seasons, they've relied on superstars, if you want to call them superstars like Bellinger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, they, I think they could live without it. And per- personally, I think they'll be all right. I don't think, I, honestly, as a fan, I don't think they're going to make it to the World Series. You don't, don't think, think they'll, they'll make, it? make it? No. Really? Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a wild take. I'm having a Michael Wild take one today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think they'll make it, but, you know, it's a good surprise, man. Who do you think, Atlanta? Yeah. Atlanta who, who, gets who out of the National League? Uh, that's too <laughs> wild of a take. Uh, actually, you know, yeah, let's go with Atlanta. Atlanta, okay, yeah, let's do it. I'm liking St. Louis a lot lately. Do you really? Yeah, they've come that? on. The, they've come on the scene. They they were what like five games back of the Brewers and Cubs. Like, it doesn't matter how consistent you are. It matters how hot you are at the right time. Mm. It's not the best team that wins. It's the hottest team. Yeah, but who's gonna say they're gonna be this hot in late October? I don't know, but they've been the hottest. They've been like probably the hottest team in the National League, not named lo- uh, the Dodgers, over the last month. I don't like St. Louis for the World Series because that starting pitching staff is just flat out not well, good the, enough. The thing in the playoffs is like your starters will only go four innings. You don't even. But their bullpen's it. not that great either. But for some reason, they've continued to win games. They're leading that. They're leading that division. Yeah, it's a pretty weak division in mm-hmm. terms of like I think it's a very thorough division. Like every team is somewhat solid, mm-hmm. but they're leading it. They're leading a solid division, although it has no elite teams. They're beating them and beating them consistently. They they are destroying the the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers haven't beat them or haven't looked like they're in even the same planet lately against mm-hmm. the Cardinals. I just feel like you need to have at least one start of the line top tier ace, and they don't have that. I feel the same way about the Yankees. They don't have that, and that's why I don't think they'll make the World Series. So you think it's going to be Astros Dodgers right yeah, now? That's okay. what I'm going with right now. But I tell you what, Atlanta, Minnesota on the second tier, both of them with 80 wins, you can call them dark horses. They're outside picks to get to the World Series. Are you with me on that? Aren't you a Twins fan? I'm a Twins fan. Oh, man. You, you, you got to give them a little I bit hope they that. do. <laughs> you mind if I th- like ask you your opinion, like maybe throwing in a couple more teams? Sure. Cleveland. Cleveland, I put in the same tier as somebody like Oakland. I was Oakland was my very next yeah. team, I was going to say. I actually think Oakland is going to advance past Cleveland in the wild card game. Really? I do. I think Oakland is going to continue to stay hot. Cleveland's kind of spinning their wheels right now. They had a really good stretch for a while, and they haven't been able to keep that magic. They will get Kluber back, but who's to say that his rehab is going to make him an effective pitcher in a couple of weeks? Didn't you just say that uh, a team needs a bona fide ace, a for sure number one They do, ace, and so. they need a healthy bona fide ace. Well, I, I, I don't think, know that Kluber's going to be that I guy. think that Shane Bieber could, is still a bona fide ace right now. I don't like, think you can win a World Series with current well, Shane you, Bieber. You can't, you can't win a World Series, but who, who's the Oakland A's ace? In a one-game thing, it's going to all come down to pitching, right? In a one-game series, I feel like it's just going to come down to who has the better pitcher that night. And the A's just don't have anybody that stands up to Shane Bieber. Before the 2017 American League wildcard game, I might have agreed with you. Because neither pitcher in the Twins-Yankees game lasted through the first inning. (laughs) And because of that, 
No, I don't. I, I don't know. One game, anything can happen. But I believe you need a solid staff to be able to advance through the LDS and the LCS. And actually, Mike Fires would probably stack up pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Mike Fires would do. Pretty he just well. won his tenth straight game last night. Yeah. What is he? Thirteen and like two now. Something like that. Yeah. This is all coming off a no hitter. By the way, that breaks a new major league record. Your stat of the day. The previous record was held by Sandy Koufax. Won nine straight games after throwing a no hitter. That is a strangely specific stat. <laughs> That's what we're all about. I know, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Pulling so many different stats now. Oh, man. Well, I tell you what. So those are my top three tiers. You've got the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers. Then you've got Minnesota and Atlanta right underneath them. And then you've got Cleveland, Oakland. And then probably the National League wildcard teams. Teams like the Cardinals, the Nationals, the Cubs. So the Nationals are playing pretty good baseball right now. Mm-hmm. They lost to the worst team in baseball last year. And I guess not statistically Baltimore is anymore, but close enough. Come on, give Detroit their due. Yeah, I, I like the Tigers. I want them to do well, but they are just not. I want them to do well tonight. They're playing Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's cheering for them right now. But Jordan Zimmerman is pitching, so. Oh, yikes. Against Aaron Savale. No idea who that is. Well, he's new, so <laughs> I think he came on about three weeks ago, made his debut. So if there's any guy in this Cleveland rotation that's beatable, it's probably him. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Cleveland won 10-1 to yesterday. <laughs> I don't think I don't really see that working out for him. Ronnie Rodriguez has been pretty hot for them, though. He has. Or be at least yeah. hot as anybody on the Tigers can be <laughs> right now. Wow, he's hitting a cool 270. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> I mean, he's on a hitting streak right now, and Travis Demerit. It might look in a few years like they won that trade against Atlanta. You know what's funny is if you, at the beginning of the year, you were like, hey, watch out for Ronnie Rodriguez and Travis Demerit. Every Tigers fan would be like, (laughs) who? Oh, and Harold Castro. You'd be like, yeah, those guys. I tell you what, this trade with Atlanta, the Shane Green for Travis Demerit and some prospects, it reminds me of the Cubs trading for Jose Quintana a few years ago. They it, sent Aloy Jimenez to the White Sox. This kind of reminds me of that trade because Atlanta, I don't think, is going to win the World Series this year, even with Shane Green. They just gave up a player who looks like he could be the next face of the Tigers offensively. Literally every single player that the Atlanta Braves got at the trade deadline has been atrocious so far. Hey, Chris Martin, he's a <laughs> home run waiting to happen. Who knows, man? He's one of the most home run prone late inning guys. Like, why would you want him? I don't know, man. The fact that they they took okay, I'm going to go back to this. Like, I'm a Giants fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. I thought there was no way anybody would ever take Mark Melanson and his contract. <laughs> why would you want him? Why would you want him? He's he's making what 16 million a year, mm-hmm. and he's locked up for this year and next year. Why? <laughs> like, why would why would you take him? He hasn't been a closer in two years. He's been injury-prone over the last three years. Mm-hmm. He's lost his... He's been demoted every single step. And yeah, this has been a better year for him. $16 million a year. Thank you, Atlanta. Thank I, you. I remember in early August when I was in Iowa, I was on my way back from the airport, and I was listening to the Twins play the Braves right after the trade deadline, and Chris Martin hit the ninth inning in a tie game. They were at Target Field, and I'm like, this guy's given up like 18 home runs and 19 innings. They're going to walk it off. And then with two outs, Miguel Sano walked it off. <laughs> I was just dancing. I had tweeted it 10 minutes earlier, so then I retweeted it. It was great. It was a fun <laughs> moment. I tell you what, we got to take our first time out. When we come back, re-ranking the top NFL quarterbacks following Andrew Luck's surprise announcement Saturday night. That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're along this Wednesday afternoon. John Michael Hoefling and Tyree Smith in studio with me as we re-rank the top NFL quarterbacks following Andrew Luck's surprise retirement on Saturday night. Now, firstly, I want to give you my tiers, my top two tiers. As I know you'll both do, you'll disagree with me, and you'll tell me why, oh, which is why I love having you guys here. That's what we do here, man. We disagree with you. <laughs> you, know, you guys are the same as Rachel. Like, most guests, you know, they're here, they're agreeable, what have you. We're usually on the same page. If Rachel disagreed with me about something, she would not hesitate to let me know, and I love that about her. And that's why we have the ABC10 folks on here. So I tell you what, the top tier for me, prior to Saturday night, I had a top five. It consisted of Luck, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, and Breeze. Not necessarily in that order. I haven't even begun to order them. So now I've got a top four. I don't know who to put my top five, because the top ten I rounded it out consisted of Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, 
and Deshaun Watson. Mm, you know I have a problem with. Which one? <laughs> oh, we've talked about this. Probably. We've talked about this, Terry. <laughs> we have, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Cam uh, Newton. Not a Cam Newton fan. Not a Cam Newton fan. How come? In one good year. No. He had one good MVP year. He needs to run. If he doesn't run, he's not he's not good at all. Like he's he does not have the accuracy. He does not have the pre read. He does not have the he does not have the pre read pre snap reads. Excuse yeah the pre snap reads of someone like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Drew Brees. He does not have the accuracy of say Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees. He does not. He has the running ability of Lamar Jackson, and he's big. He's basically the size of Ben Roethlisberger and the speed of Lamar Jackson, and that's all he is. When he when you actually force him to stay in the pocket, use QB contain or something like that, he's not going to be effective at all. But if he gets outside the pocket, that's where he's dangerous. He's very easy to game plan against. Wrong, because that's what McCaffrey and Greg Olson are for. Really? Yes! When Greg Olson's healthy. Yeah, Hold on. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like, because in his MVP season, when Cam Newton was an MVP, mm-hmm. his, the only thing that set him apart was his ability to run. Okay. Was his ability to get outside. And he doesn't have that as much anymore. He just doesn't have it. His body is worn down and whatnot. He was a great quarterback in 2015. I wouldn't say he was an accurate passer or anything, but... He doesn't have that same running ability that he did, and that tremendously drops his value, in my opinion. Who else would you put in the top ten to replace Cam Newton? I, you know, some guys that I have at like slots 11, 12, I guess they all move up a slot now without luck, mm-hmm. would be guys like Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Stafford, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's top ten. Uh, how about... I like Derek Carr better. Than Derek Carr could be Carson up there. Wentz? No, not yet. Really? Not yet. He was an MVP two years ago. He yeah, was gonna be an MVP. Gonna be. Two Whoever years you ago. was talking sh- about in baseball sounds been. like Carson Wentz too. He's had what one good year, really? That that MVP. No, no like half season. a good year. He had he had one good year, one great year. Yeah, it was that better. Good, it, took him to the was, Super Bowl. It was better. It was better than Cam Newton. <laughs> it was better. Year. But Cam actually won. Yeah, but Cam actually did win it. Here's the thing. <laughs> so I don't really know what you're talking about. Every other thing, other like obviously Carson Wentz has been injured, but like when we have seen him personally, he's been better than what we've seen from Cam. Carson, I don't know about that. I think Carson Wentz is better than Cam. I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Cam. Uh, really. I'll let you can have him. You can right, have him. Right taking now, Cam. okay, yeah, because Carson's like not what, even twenty five. If they were both the same age, I would rather have Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah. Hot take, Mike coming in strong really? again. Yeah. Okay, they're both twenty five. You wouldn't take a younger Cam Newton. No. I'd rather have Carson. I'm Wentz. not turning to you anymore. <laughs> that's that's insane. <laughs> Running quarter, run first quarterbacks, which I will say Cam is. He's a run first quarterback. He was a run first quarterback at Auburn, but He's, then he but Mike but he, he won his to, MVP. He had, on to his trans, to run. he had to transition. He had he won his MVP strictly off of his ability. To I run. guarantee that's not it. It doesn't last. He passed. He passed it over. Last. Carson Wentz has more Super Bowl rings than Cam Newton without playing as many Super Bowl games as Cam Newton. He's never even played a minute in the Super Bowl. He has a ring. Something Cam can never say. Carson, also, Carson Wentz is he is an ace. He is accurate. He's got speed. Not as good. Not, <laughs> can't not, I read? <laughs> not, not as fast as Cam Newton, but he's got straight line speed. Four seven seven. That's fast. That it's a baby to you who runs like a four eight. Listen, <laughs> let me talk. Let me let me tell you something. Let Here me tell go. you. you, you Here they I, go. You think I run a four eight? That, no, actually, I meant to say five eight. <laughs> yeah, five, <laughs> like there, five. There we eight. go. There we go. Okay, let me let me let me, let me tell you this. He was let me a tell polo you this really quick. Cam <laughs> yeah. Newton has the ability to take it deep downfield when he needs to, and he has the ability Great. to so make does like Joe t- Flacco. Doesn't he have a ring? Joe Flacco has a ring. Okay, you know who doesn't? Cam Newton. That's fair, but guess what? Joe Flacco and Cam Newton actually took their team to the Super Bowl. Dude, Carson did it. That's Nick Foles, dude. Honestly, okay. I'd rather have Nick Foles right Honestly, now. Here they okay. go. That front seven for the Carolina Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl was uh, the stuff of legends. That's fair. legends. Talk of a legendary front seven headlined by Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. Uh, like, okay. Tanner, let me tell you one thing. I guarantee he can't name the three receivers that was starting for that Panthers team when um, Cam went to the Super Bowl. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Yeah. Steve Smith was one. And then he had uh, – all right. Gre- well, I don't want to count Greg Olson. That's Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn was on that team, I'm pretty sure. Was Kelvin was Benjamin there, though? Kelvin Benjamin was there at that was point, it? too. No, okay. Kelvin was hurt. He was on that team, though. <laughs> That's the point. But you can name all the receivers. That the Eagles had really? when they won the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz only needs his. Can you, tight okay, can you name? Can you name their running backs that they had? Oh, all, all seven of their running backs that who, they had. Who? The Eagles. 
Corey, Corey Clement. Corey Clement. Yeah, yeah, Corey Clement. They had they had Jay Ajayi. Yeah. They had um I think he got hurt they too. Had, um well, they, he did when, get hurt. Wendell Smallwood. <laughs> they had another guy that got hurt too. Darren, Darren Sproles. Sproles. Yeah. No, uh, then uh, Darren Sproles did he get hurt too? Because they had a third guy that got hurt then. Their what? top two running backs got hurt that season. I think Josh Jay, Adams might have been. Jay Ajayi, and they had LeGarrette Blunt at that time. Did LeGarrette Blunt was hurt. win? No, he won that ring. I'm pretty sure he was hurt. LeGarrette Blunt, every team that LeGarrette Blunt has went to, he's most likely won a ring, except Detroit. Yeah, except Detroit. Yeah. Okay, anyways, get back to this top-tier quarterback, because <laughs> we're, we're way out of business. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. I want to hear yours. We've heard mine. It's the same, okay. except I would drop Cam out and put Carson in. Would okay. you guys agree with me on the top four, though? The top four is Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Mahomes, not in that order necessarily. Not yeah. Rodgers. Not Rodgers, really? I'd put Rodgers up there. So who would you put four. in the yeah. top four over Rodgers? Because you, you, you said you had Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers, and then Breeze. Not in that order, though. I take I take Phillip Rivers over Rodgers. Um, over Rodgers. Mm. that? Yeah. Mm. Technically, right now, I Phil, would. Phillip Rivers can't win the playoffs. Rodgers hasn't been to the playoffs. He didn't he's go won, last he, year. He's won a Super Bowl. That's okay. That was a while ago. So is Breeze. Yeah, but Rivers hasn't. That's like saying Ro- Roger. That's like saying Dan Marino isn't an amazing quarterback just because he hasn't won a ring. No, but that's like. But here's what I'm saying. Dan Marino's not as good as Tom Brady because they don't have the same playoff success. That means Joe Flacco is a better all-time quarterback than Dan Marino. But to your point, to your point, I do see what you're saying. Championships do have to matter. Well, it's not even championships. It's just playoff wins. He's been to the playoffs more. He's had more playoff wins. Like Phil, I will say that Rodgers doesn't do well in the comeback. He doesn't do well when he's trailing. In, in really? The, in the playoffs. Yes. Actually, in Rodgers' career, no he, is Owen, he is 0-38 in his career when he goes into the fourth quarter trailing by at, by at least two points against teams with a winning record. Never won a single game. Isn't everybody in the playoffs? Don't they all have winning records? Yeah. So he is never, but when they're trailing by more than one point, the only time he's been trailing in the fourth quarter was against the Cowboys a couple of years ago. It was twenty six to twenty five, I believe. He came back and won that game. I don't but think every that's single, true. Dak and but every single, no, no, dude, I did a full Monday minute. No, on this. no, no, no. How I about went, the twenty thirteen playoffs against Arizona, the hail mary to Janice? Oh, well, goodness. they were winning at the start of the fourth quarter. Okay, so entering the entering quarter, the fourth trailing, quarter trailing, trailing by two, trailing by at least two, yeah. I don't think you could say Rodgers isn't good on the comeback, though. He doesn't have he doesn't have as many he doesn't have nearly as many. He is, in fact, if you take a look at all the quarterbacks with as many fourth quarter comebacks in the league currently, right now is Aaron Rodgers. It's more than half the league. Yeah, but Eli Manning's still probably in the top five in that. Yeah, list. Eli Manning is in the top five, but I'm saying Eli that Manning's a Hall of Famer. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, Thank you. It's just it's just showing. I agree. Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. I never said that. I just didn't say. I just. I just want to put that out. Can there you have two rings and not be a Hall of Famer? A two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback and not be a Hall of Famer? I can't well, think of one. Did he win both Super Bowl MVPs? If I he don't did, remember. if he did, then it's impossible. But I think you can have two Super Bowl rings and not be a Hall of Famer. Like, oh, as a quarterback. As a quarterback. I don't think you can't. I, I can't think of anybody. I don't like that, how we judge a quarterback off of the rings, because it's not just him playing. Right. It's the, uh, 22 guys. 22 guys yeah, on that field. It's very, very, very unlikely that you ever win a Super Bowl with a weak quarterback. The Broncos win. What do you mean? How like did the Broncos years win? Years? Yes. Peyton Manning. Was whole. <laughs> don't it's you Peyton start. Manning. That was a terrible. Peyton Manning is a top three quarterback all time. But he, at that year, was horrible. Could barely throw yeah. a 10-yard out. But, dude, he was good in the playoffs. Not really. Yeah, he, he didn't was... score for over 175 yards. In one of the remember. games. Dude, against what was it, Patriots? Dude, okay, if we want to look, if we want to look at any team, then we can look at Tom Brady. I could find you a year where he wins the Super Bowl and doesn't throw for over 175 yards in one of his games. That doesn't mean he wasn't good that year in the playoffs. It, it means that he was winning because of something else. People don't understand that just because the quarterback is like the center of that team, that's the face of the franchise or whatever. It doesn't mean they're the reason that they won the Super There's Bowl. There's a reason that you can only name like Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer as quarter as not elite quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. You know what's weird is Tom Brady's best Super Bowl ever statistically was when he lost Super Bowl oh, Fifty One yeah, yeah. against Philly. Yeah. Statistically, well, that was just a shootout. Lost. That was just a shootout, mm-hmm. man. That was awesome. Well, it's like the same thing, and I get why you can't judge a quarterback's success based on the number of rings. That well, you can in a way, but I don't want to put too much weight on it because think about Super Bowl Forty Nine. You know, and it's not going to count against Brady because you know his legacy would be fine—five rings, six rings. 
but you give him that sixth ring because of a play the defense makes or a bad call Seattle makes to throw from the one-yard line. You know, if, if Seattle just runs the ball in, they win that game, and Brady doesn't get another ring, although his stats don't change. Yeah. He'd have played the same game. But I do hope it helps Eli Manning get into the well, whole thing. Just the, fa- <laughs> just the fact that you can get to that point in the first place. And then not only that, but against the best team, do well enough for your team to win. Just that That's something that a quarterback has to do. Do well enough for your team to win. The fact that he's been able to do that consistently since 2001 is what cements his legacy. Not necessarily his stats, because his stats aren't as good as, as Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, people like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he is consistently able to do what it takes to win... That is what puts him ahead of everybody else. I agree with that. There's some stuff that you can't measure, and just being a flat-out winner is one of those things. Tom Brady is a flat-out winner. Stats Mm -hmm. may not be flashy, but he wins ball games. Mm -hmm. He does what what you need him to do. We don't draft him in fantasy, but (laughs) (laughs) he wins games. So our top three, I guess, we can all come to a consensus, include Brady, Breeze, and Mahomes. For John Michael and myself, it has Rodgers. For Tyree, it has Phillip Rivers. So where do you put Rodgers in? He'll be. He could be five. You put him at five. Okay. Okay. He'll be top five. All right. I'm okay with that. Um, if I had to do it from no, you know, my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, number number one. Yes. Okay. We're you gonna, can make a case for Drew Brees. We're, we're gonna go Breeze. Right now. Right now. I'd rather have Breeze, Mahomes, Brady. J- 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 just Mahomes because Mahomes lost his three biggest games last year. Just just because I, I could get to that. Don't his defense about, lost the three that. biggest games <laughs> yeah, last that's, year. That's also true. Don't worry about that. Uh, Philip Rivers. Rodgers, um, I'm really, really high on Deshaun Watson. I put Deshaun Watson up there. Hel- okay healthy, yeah, yes. Yeah. Healthy, I'm really high on him. Um, I, I guess I could put him six. Russell could go seven. Yep, okay. Because Rus- Russell is definitely a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, his defense, eh, eh, not better, so much. You better, you better have somebody in your top ten. You, you better be coming up soon. But I'm worried you're going to keep him out because he's a division rival. <laughs> okay, Matt Ryan. Would you put him next? Because that's where I'd, I I would put him as the very next guy. You think he's top ten right now? Yeah. Okay. Dude, his stats from last year were as good as his MVP season. Pretty much. That as is good. true. Okay, we could go Matt Ryan eight. My last two. That's where it gets kind of iffy. I guess where it gets really iffy. Um, I li- I was bagging. I was bagging on Carson Wentz, but he's he. He yeah. can produce when he's healthy, but I, I, I like Nick Foles a lot better. Okay. Right you like Nick Foles more than Carson Wentz? Right now. I need to see what Carson's going to do healthy. I don't know what he's going to do. I agree all. that I like Foles better than Wentz, but not as a top 10 quarterback. Y'all really? No. Y'all are on. Really? I'd rather have Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah, Big Ben. He should, he should be up. There. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I don't know where oh, I put I him yet. Baker. I, I like haven't Baker seen enough of him. No, yeah. yeah, that's no, the only no. reason why. Okay, you can. I can give you that. Derek yeah. Carr and and blah, blah, blah. Big Ben to round out my tent. If if y'all are gonna say Derek Carr, like I would say Matt Stafford goes above Derek Carr. That's a lie. Matt Stafford had one bad year last year. Prior to that, he had seven straight seasons of four thousand plus yards. It, he throws it, interceptions. Dude, Derek Carr had one good year. He had one good year. Matthew Stafford, statistically at least. Had seven good years, and then followed that up with one bad year where it wasn't even that bad. 3,777 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's not a great ratio, but it's still solid. Every time that he's thrown for 4,000 yards or more, he's had at least over 16 interceptions. So you throw that many yards, you throw that many yards, you you're going to buy as well routed out with that you many You'd say the same thing about Big Ben. I'm not saying I believe in this. But is there an argument against Stafford in the sense that Eric Ebron looked like a complete bust with the Lions, and now he's a superstar no, with Indianapolis? because you could say the same thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham. Was Jimmy Graham led the league in touchdowns with Seattle? And I then, just think Jimmy Graham's over the hill. Yeah, I think he is too. But the fact is that some quarterbacks just don't use their tight ends, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys, and it's the same thing with Matt Stafford. He's like the he anti-Carson Wentz. When they had to, when they had to um, what's it called? When they had to like you can point out clutch safety si- net. You can point out clutch situations where he's used his tight ends. That one throw against the Cowboys to Jared Cook for Aaron Rodgers that was really good. That was great. But the hail mary against the Lions Who to Richard that? Richard Rodgers, but that hail mary could have <laughs> gone to anybody. That that was up in the air for anybody. Literally everybody. It, Richard Rodgers just happened Richard to be the guy like that came what, down with six, it. Six five six six. He just happened to be the guy that came down two, with it. Two sixty. Um, like come on. But it's a big target. Like it's they're sort of the same quarterback in like who they use. Where other than Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers didn't really throw to anybody at that point. And Matthew Stafford's the same way. Where he had Calvin Johnson and uh, Golden Tate for a long time. But now it's just going to be strictly 
Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. I would love it if he used TJ Hawkinson more this year, but I doubt that's going to be the case. Or carry on Johnson, but that just doesn't seem like his forte. Carry on's not that much of a receiving back. He wasn't really like that at Auburn. Who's this? Who's the Lions tight end right right now? TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. He well he was he was he was eighth good over, at Iowa eighth overall he was great eighth, there's a reason he got picked eighth overall is he but he's not like I don't think he's like George Kittle type of good no he, he no he he's going to be a blocking guy he's going to defend Stafford he's going to be like Jamie Lannister dying for his queen he should <laughs> be used as a receiving target though he should be he's got he's he, got the hands I, he's, he's got, got better size he's got better hands than Eric Ebron and he runs really well for his yes. size. Yeah, he's stronger than Eric Ebron. He weighs more than Eric Ebron. He's faster than Eric Ebron. Got better hands than Eric Ebron. He's not going to get used like Eric Ebron. Terrible stat, but Hawkinson grew up 20 minutes from my hometown. Really? Just an awful stat, because what do you do with that? How does it, that affect you guys or any of our <laughs> listeners? Is it becoming like that's a, a, that's a, a tourist thing? Because I know like the city of Plover, Wisconsin, has made like a whole thing out of that's where Joe Pavelski was from. Well, how many people live in Plover, Wisconsin? Not sure. Not but Joe Pavelski was one of them. Not a lot. Population. So it's like, are they making the whole thing out of that, too? I guess T.J. Hawkinson would have to become something, like an all-star or something, before they could do that. Well, the thing is, he moved away. Yeah, <laughs> he moved away from <laughs> Cherokee, Iowa to Cheriton, so yeah, probably not. Okay, probably not something they'll pursue. Uh, we got to take a break, but the last ones I want to get in. I want to get your guys' thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo. Where do you put him? Dak Prescott and Case Keenum. Dak Prescott can't win without Zeke. Case Keenum was a one-year wonder, and Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't seen enough of. So where do you rank them? Jimmy Garoppolo, I'd put in like tier four, tier five. If we're going like five quarterbacks each, okay. Um, Dak Prescott, I'd put in the same tier as Jimmy. I would put, all the way down in the twenties. Yeah, tripping. He's, I'd say like yeah. seventeen, three. something like that. You think? Well, tier four. Oh, would tier be, three. Okay. Tier, tier four would be sixteen to twenty. Tier four would be sixteen to twenty. Okay. Tier five would be twenty-one to twenty-five. So I'd put Dak and Jimmy sort of from sixteen to twenty-five, somewhere in there. I haven't seen enough. Dak can't. Dak's, Dak's stats without Zeke speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth quarterback we talked about. Who who was that? Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, I'd put him. I'd put him in that same tier, but lower than Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott. I would agree with that, except I'd make it sixteen to twenty instead of sixteen to twenty-five. Okay. I think they all belong top twenty. But Kirk Cousins is over all three of them, right? Kirk Cousins is just ahead, barely ahead of all three. Okay, of them. that's fair. I agree with you for the first time. There okay, last thing. I guess I lied. <laughs> is it safe to say that the Washington Redskins, not the New York Giants, have the worst quarterback situation in the NFC East? It's easy. They have like eight quarterbacks. And then when Alex Smith comes back, he's going to be the best quarterback on that roster again. If he Agreed. comes back. If he comes back, because mm-hmm. his career might be over. Who knows? He has nobody knows at this point. At this point, right. at this point, he's clinically dead to the NFL. Like uh, At this point, nobody knows what's going to happen. That's with like him, so. what Ryan Shays here. It was the so same. They're going to yeah. keep him on the roster. Yeah, Because exactly. I think he's going to come back. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough situation, that quarterback. Well, let's take our last time out. When we come back, who will be the most disappointing college football team from all five power conferences? That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Tyree Smith and John Michael Hoefling in studio with us. Here's your Sports Center update. Last night, Mets first baseman Pete Alonso hit his 42nd home run of the year. That sets a new franchise single-season record. The last time a rookie set his club's single-season home run record was 1938. Kansas City Royals owner David Glass is in the process of selling the team to Cleveland Indians vice chairman and KC native John Sherman. Sherman would resign his position with Cleveland if the sale goes through. Glass bought the Royals for $96 million in the year 2000. If the sale goes through as expected... He will sell the team for 10 times more than he bought it for. He's expected to close at over $1 billion. How about that? The Royals valued at over $1 billion. No, Think of a big market team was sold. They won a World Series. That, that lifts your value tremendously. And finally, a Spanish man paddled his way from California to Hawaii. Antonio De La Rosa does not take it easy on his vacations. He vacationed to California just so he could spend 76 days on a paddleboard. But he successfully made it from California to Hawaii. His goal was 70 days. He made it in 76. How do you pack food on a paddle boat for 76 <laughs> days? I kind of was wondering that, too. I was like, 
Did they have to airlift food to him or something or have a basket no in, joke. A, in a raft next no to joke. him? No joke. I think there was probably like a boat that went alongside him. Mm, probably. Yeah. I don't get I don't understand why you want to do that. Why would you want to do that? Just just cuz, man. Just just cuz. How just about cause. you do it then? <laughs> what? How about you do that? Maybe I will, Tyree. All right, have fun. You know what? Fine. Bye. I'll life pie. I'll life of pie that. Toodles. <laughs> what is life of pie? Life oh, of pie is a great story about yeah, the guy on the boat who had, who uh Got off a he got off a sunken like ship and just had to survive on the boat for like how long like a year two yeah. years was that that was not the one with the tiger right? yeah it's the one with the, the one tiger. tiger okay yeah it's not a true story but <laughs> never saw it yeah no idea it's, it it looks good visually from what I remember I can't remember the story all that much there's a tiger that's what, <laughs> that's yeah, there's a tiger in the Hangover the, the, this tiger was a little different oh, okay. there was also a humpback whale and an island that ate people or something I'm not sure. Yeah. It, it, it's it sounds like a great flick, right, Tanner? <laughs> go, go to Wikipedia, read about it. It's good. Okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what, who will be the most disappointing team from each Power 5 college football conference this year? We are on the eve of week one. Seriously, we got college football tomorrow night. It's nice. Isn't that cool? I know. I cannot wait. BYU and Utah. That might be the game to watch tomorrow night. Of course, I'm not going to be able to. I'll be over in Ishpeming covering Westwood. You guys will probably be out covering something, oh, too. I'll be there. I'm sending Tyree to Gwyn. <laughs> ah, you got Gwyn Bark River? Uh, yeah. That's all what right. Mean, yeah. I, I like Gwyn. I actually like them. When we did a, they got when a good team. A, when we did a preview of them, I was pretty impressed. They so got a good team coming back. it's going to be something. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not worried about it. Thanks for sending me to Gwyn, Mike. Thanks. No, no problem. <laughs> Mike just wanted to spend more time with me. I know. Tanner and I. This th- Connection. Yeah, I guess you guys connect. Uh, at ears. least I feel <laughs> it. I feel it. Tanner tries to cut it off every now and again, but I, I just try to. Push I it understand back. why he's alive. You guys. <laughs> well, I tell you what. You think back to last year. Some teams that disappointed, didn't live up to expectations. I'm sorry, Mike, but Stanford comes to mind for me when I think of the Pac-12. They had such high hopes, and it came crashing short. Especially yeah. Bryce Love. Uh, Virginia Tech would probably be the team I'd pick from the ACC last year. They were a top 10 team, and then they lost Old Dominion, and the whole season went off the rails after that. Mm-hmm. And how about Wisconsin in the Big Ten? They were predicted to be a playoff team by some. They end up in the pinstripe bowl. What well, is that? <laughs> I think, well, I think that the Big Ten has the same sort of problem as the NL Central, where it's just like you have a bunch of really good teams, but no teams that are going to blow the roof off, at least. Or like Maybe one of them will sneak into the playoffs, but the fact is that none of them are going to win the national championship. And I think Wisconsin just sort of fell off. I expect them to rebound this year. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't think Wisconsin will be the biggest disappointment in the Big Ten again this season. But I want to get your guys' thoughts going through each of the conferences on which team will not live up to expectations the most in their respective Power 5 conferences. And I tell you what, the one that was easiest for me to do came from the SEC, and it's LSU. Okay. I don't think LSU is going to live up to their number six ranking. I could see that. I think I think it's going to be Kentucky. It, are there high hopes for Kentucky this year? Because, because, of, because, really of, what, because well of what they did last year. year. Yeah, but they're not a ranked team to start the year. Yeah, but the fact is that they have expectations because of how they did last year. They might not be ranked, but they have expectations. Like UCF isn't ranked this year, but they have expectations. They, they, they were they they were top ten for a lot of the season last year. I just mm-hmm. don't have the same vibe that they have the expectations LSU does. Well, LSU like LSU's has, thinking playoff this year. They're L- not going to be a playoff team. <laughs> well, LSU has higher expectations than Kentucky, but I think LSU will do tremendously better than Kentucky this year. But if LSU doesn't make the playoff, they go like nine and three again. They get shut out by Bama again. Is that more disappointing than Kentucky going eight and four? Well, I don't think Kentucky's. I think Kentucky is a six, is a five hundred team this year. Okay. And that that would be more disappointing, I think, than LSU going nine and three. I respect that, but I don't agree with it. I gotta go against you with that LSU one. We're gonna go Florida. You gotta go Florida. Okay, I can see why you'd say that after watching (laughs) them in week zero. We gotta go with Florida. They tried to give it, and Florida is. Tell you what, I can I can respect that. Florida, right behind LSU, I believe, will be the biggest disappointments in the SEC. They could almost go hand in hand. They could be co disappointment champs this year. (laughs) All right, fair. There we go. How about the ACC? Last year, I would say it was Virginia Tech. I think they'll be better this year. I don't know how good they'll be this year, but I don't think it's going to be a repeat of last year. Although, you could make the case Florida State last year was yeah. really disappointing. Nope. Missing a bowl game for the first time since 81. That's that's a, that's what I was going to say. Florida mm-hmm. State last year. But since they, since they it's the same sort of reason, but the opposite for Florida State that I had for Kentucky is now they have no expectations. Right. So anything they do is going to be considered an excitement thing, even if they don't miss. Even if they miss a, a uh, bowl game, 
it won't be a disappointment because it happened last year. So I would, I would probably say Virginia Tech for the ACC. Virginia Tech again? Virginia, yeah. Virginia but do they Tech have again. high expectations? How no. many teams in the no. ACC are ranked? They have Clemson, of course, has the yeah. one spot. But then you don't have anybody else until my pick, Syracuse at 22. Hmm. Really? I just don't think they're going to have as good of a year as last year. Would it be fair to say that if Clemson loses the national championship, that's the biggest disappointment? Just you a, can make a case for that. Just loses the national championship. You can make a case for they that. they got to get there first. Th- they'll get there. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you can pencil in Clemson and Bama again. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They just lost uh, Dylan Moses, Bama. They uh, did. Tore ACL. ACL, yeah. Mm-hmm. They lost him this, um, this morning or whatever. That's what Bama does, though. Next man up. Next man up. I don't know, man. They, they actually lost a few stars this offseason um, to, like, major knee injuries and yeah, stuff they, like that. Uh, so I don't know. I really And don't. they also lost their Nick Foles in this situation of Jalen Hurts, which I think is going to hurt them a little bit more than they expect. Just because Jalen Hurts worked well and it worked better in certain situations better than Tua. I think he held his composure in um, certain situations better than Tua. Yeah, definitely. I can see your point for Clemson if they don't win the championship this year. You know, it's permissible. Maybe if they lose to Bama on a last-second field goal, I probably wouldn't say it. But there is a case to be made there. You're absolutely right. Syracuse believes that they are primed to take a step forward, take the next step. And I don't think they're going to. What would you consider a disappointment for them? Not improving on last year. Let's see what they finished last year. Top. I don't think they were top 20. I think they were like 21st, 22nd, something like that. So they're going to need to win at least 10 games and finish in the top 20. I believe that's what the Syracuse standard is for this season. They need to take a step forward. Okay. I can agree with that. That's fair. If they they go 9 and 3, they finish 21 to 25. It's not bad, but it's not a step forward from last season, and I think that's what they're expecting. You want a wild take before we get to like yes, the Pac-12 teams? Uh, I think Syracuse will actually be able to get over the hump and beat Clemson. Okay. I read you. <laughs> I'm serious. They they could have beat. They should have. I'm tripping. They should have won last year, but Clemson, you know, kicked should've, the last little ladder. Should have, could have, would have, dude. Okay, but guess what? Okay, let me tell you real quick. If, if Georgia's gonna beat Bama, Clemson, uh, Syracuse is gonna beat Clemson. Um, they are that. gonna beat Clemson. What kind You're of calling top, it? What kind of topsy turvy world are you living in? Listen, I, I like. I'm, I'm I'm on a wild take. All right, wild take Wednesday for me. All, all right. right, don't get used to this. But that's where I'm going with. That's Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the back seat this week. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the Pac-12. <laughs> wow. Um, Pac-12 this year for me, it's gonna be Oregon. Oregon's not gonna live up to their number eleven ranking. Okay, I, I, I will agree with you that it's going to be Oregon. I always want to say every single year it's going to be USC, because <laughs> USC never lives up to any sort of expectations they have. One year, once in the blue moon, once in the blue moon, USC will some come out of nowhere and finish 17th in the nation after starting the season unranked or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they do that, every media outlet's like, all right, this is going to be the year. And they start, they start USC ranked out 6th or 8th or something, and then USC falls by the wayside. And they lose every. They lose. They go like eight and fours. Are there expectations for USC this year, though? There are always expectations for USC. USC is just one of those. I mean, one they of those can't really those. think that yeah. best case scenario. They can't expect to be better than eight and four this year, can they? They can't, but they are. They expect them. They expect themselves to win the Pac-12 every single year. Mm. This is coming from a guy who lived in LA. Yeah, worked with a lot of USC uh, USC students. They they think that they are championship caliber every single year. From a media standpoint, though, Oregon's got to have the best expectations of anybody in the Pac-12, and they're not going to live up to them. Well, the, yeah, they have the most expectations. That goes without saying because, like, they all rank the highest. Like, Out of maybe, any Pac-12 yeah. team, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Washington has the um, – not the numbers. They have the numbers. I don't think they have the firepower on defense that they did a season ago. Okay. I think they lost – their um, what was it, their front seven last year was amazing. Oh, my goodness. But now they lost three – they lost four D linemen to the draft or other draft NFL undrafted free agents as well mm-hmm. um they, they still have safety I forgot his name um I think it was 27 26 around there well, so it'll be okay but well, I don't think their defense is th- as strong you think they're fine at safety even after losing Anthony Rapp mm, they'd be they could be okay but that D, D line matters D line matters a lot oh, especially in college exactly yeah. that's what I'm saying they don't have the strongest D line as they did before so I think that's really going to hurt them and who I don't even know who they have on offense anymore offensively they did pick up Jacob Eason transferred from from uh, from Georgia okay All was right. the starter until he got hurt then Jake Fromm took over that job 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. I just don't see why Oregon is ranked 11. Like, why do they have expectations? They're coming off the Red Box Bowl where they went toe-to-toe with, <laughs> with Michigan State. They remember that pathetic display? That's the last we've that. seen. Like, Justin Herbert's draft stock plummeted after that game. Mm-hmm. He decided to come back to college. Mm-hmm. I don't get why any Pac-12 team is ranked high, <laughs> if we're being honest. That's fair. Yeah, uh, a couple fair. more here before we get to the break. We've got the Big 12, and then, of course, we got the Big 10. People are going to love that one. Let's go to the Big 12. We'll save the best for last. What are you guys thinking there? That one's kind of tough to predict. Yeah. It's the most wide-open conference. I'm not 100% sold on this. Iowa State? Oh, oh thank you. Was that who you thought I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Texas. Is oh, no, I'm high on Texas this Same. year. Same. Okay. I think Oklahoma is the only thing standing between Texas and the playoff. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Wow. I think Iowa State, they're starting the year ranked 21st, only the first time in, I think, 41 years they've started the preseason poll ranked. Mm-hmm. After the Iowa game in Week 2, they won't see another ranked team, in all likelihood, until Oklahoma in November. I mean, that, that to me, just spells we're overrated. Or maybe that means that they're just going to have a really good record this year. No, they're going to be like in the top 10 because they're going to walk on cupcakes until they play Oklahoma, and then they are going to get throttled. <laughs> Sounds like new so you think, so you think a solid record but getting throttled by Oklahoma would be a disappointment for them? I think it would be disappointing to find out it's not true. And that's why I said I'm okay. not totally sold on this. Like because s- Iowa State fans, and I tell you that because I've lived in Iowa my entire life until this last year, that Iowa State fans believe that they have the right team in place right now, that they have the right coach and the right quarterback, that they believe they should be a top-20 team, like they should be a legitimate top-20 team. They love Matt Campbell, and they love Brock Purdy, as they should. I can tell they're going to get exposed in the Oklahoma game. Yeah, Oklahoma's going to hit them like a cyclone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure that's never Just been done. Just kidding. That was really, really I, bad. That I'm, sure, I'm sure that's <laughs> never been done before. Um, okay. I agree. A- any others that come to back? Because, man, other than Desmond Howard, I don't think anybody has expectations for Kansas this year. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas, to they, me, is still like a three-year plan. At Kansas minimum. will always be a basketball school. Well, it will, first yeah. and foremost. But I think they'll be better over the coming years of football. Yet expectations are going to be low. I, I don't I don't no, know anything I don't know I don't know anything about Kansas. I don't think expectations can be lower than me not knowing anything about Kansas this a year. A little bit. They're 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 decent. They have a good they have a nice run game. They have a nice solid run game. Great. Um that's hey what, what they want the Cowboys are about to not have any. So I don't want to hear it. Um yeah, I, I can see Kansas having a winning record. Okay. If that's anything. So they're going bowling. You and Desmond Howard. I think it, a winning record. <laughs> that's not the that's That means you like, can go to a bowl game. Mm. This day and age, yeah. <laughs> Seven true. and five will get you into the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> we can have an ABC ten bowl. You know they can all come over too. Here's the fun one: the Big Ten up here in Big Ten country. I tell you what, my answer is not Michigan, but the expectations being put on Michigan that they could be a playoff team this year are not coming from Michigan. I think I don't think they want expectations this year. I, I think, think they are trying to say, stop saying we're going to be a playoff team. Quit predicting us. Let I, us be underdogs. I think your reasoning and the team you're about to say is exactly the same reasoning and team I was going to say. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. For me, the most overrated team in the Big Ten this year is going to be Nebraska. Oh, nope. All right, never mind. Were you thinking Ohio State? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that's what you were leading to. Just because yeah, you all could. The, you can make that case. You really can. Mm-hmm. Just but, because all the expectation for Michigan has come from Ohio State's not going to be that good this year. Mm-hmm. Not going to be that good this year. So, If I mean, Urban Meyer was back, then I would agree. But yeah. there's got to be a little less expectation now that he's gone. Dwayne Haskins is gone. Paris Campbell. Yep. Paris mm-hmm. Campbell is gone. To me, Nebraska, I don't, ha- I don't have a clue where these expectations are coming from. Four and eight, you lost to Troy. <laughs> Why are you ranked in the top 25 to start the year? Like, what have they done to deserve this kind of accolades? That's fair. Um, I've seen a lot, of, um, a lot of people transfer out this season. As mm-hmm. well. A lot of their defensive, like defensive backs transferred out. So I don't really see what the, uh, the big hype is about. Like, they could be good this year. I just don't see why people think they will be. The New Jerseys. <laughs> hey, looking good helps a lot. I'm telling you from personal experience. Uh-huh. It helps a okay. lot. What, th- does it not? I mean... Look good, feel good, play good. Thank you. Okay, then the Chargers should win the Super Bowl every year. Do the Chargers have the best jerseys in the NFL? They have the, the best NFL? logo, at least. 
I, 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 lo- I love everything about the Chargers, unis, and logos. I want to explore this a little bit further, but we got to take a break. Let's do that next. Let's come back to it on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of the show today, you can check it out on demand. Go to our website, ESPN-UP, or... Get our free mobile app. Get it from the Apple iStore Store or Google Play. Just look up ESPN-UP. Well, I tell you what, we were talking about who has the best jersey in the NFL. This was not a planned segment. This is impromptu, but I want to explore it. Okay, we know who's at the bottom. Probably Cleveland, because yeah. they change every five years and their color scheme is bad. Their, co- their color scheme is like the two crayons in the box you never use. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't like the Jets' new uniforms. Nope, they're, they're awful too. No, no need for that kind of change. Who has the best uniforms in the NFL? Chargers and Ravens. Think so? Yep. I don't know about Ravens. The Ravens, the Ravens ha- don't have the best logo, but just their color scheme. Like purple and black. I'm a Waluigi guy in Mario Party, so <laughs> oh. obviously I think that, that I think it looks really good. Is I it, think, isn't Waluigi blue? No, he, he's purple and black. I'm pretty sure. If, if, if he's blue, then that, that blows my mind. Like, you just... You, you, like, no. Just no way. He could not, like... So which Chargers uniform is it? Is it the blue ones, the white ones, Baby or the powder blue, blue ones? Powder blue. Powder, powder blue. blue is sick. Yes. I'll give you that. Yes. Mm-hmm. By far. Not even close. Like, the dark blue, not even close. Yeah. Powder you know, blue. the Cowboys uniform is iconic, but I hate how they only wear navy on Thanksgiving, and they wear white whether it's home or away. It's kind of plain. I know It's iconic, but... I don't know. I don't know. I agree with that. I, I definitely... I think they might be have the most iconic jersey. Right. That's fair. I do like, uh, well, and the Packers would be up there too. But I do like the Saints uniforms because Vegas gold is like my favorite mm. color. So mm. I do like how they implement that. And I think there's something to be said with the Patriots uniforms. I like those. Can we say? Can we agree mm. that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a pretty bad uniform too? Yeah, they do. Anything that incorporates brown is automatically like bad. Brown and some weird kind of orange. It's not quite brown. It's not quite gold. Mm-hmm. No, that's no, just I don't bad. like it. Yeah, yeah, but Patriots, nah. I'm not a fan of no? that color. No, no, no. Red, white, and blue? Oh, uh, no. I think you're gonna have to I think we're gonna have to stick with the Chargers and then you got I like the Texans Ooh. uniforms. Okay. Hold up. What what about the Seattle Seahawks color rush? Ooh. That, that neon green. I forgot about them. The that's Seattle the tennis balls. Too. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Are I they like, still doing color rush for Thursdays and stuff? I think so. Okay. I, I like color the color rush jerseys. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like most of them. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Rams color rush jerseys are the Worst Rams have some bad jerseys yeah. overall. Yeah, they don't seem to know what they want. Like, is gold their secondary color? Is white? Do they wear modern uniforms or do they wear nineteen eighties throwbacks, but not like mid two thousand throwbacks? Not yeah. like Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce uniforms. And then oh. one week you'll just watch them and you're like, I didn't know yellow with like bright yellow was part of their thing. <laughs> they switch it up. I don't really know about them either. But I got that. I go with Chargers and then Texans. Texans uniforms, they're navy blue with mm-hmm. a red outline and a little white for the numbers. That's pretty. Okay. I like that. All right. I like that. I think the Titans have a good logo, but terrible uniforms. Okay. Ooh, I don't know. They're, that blue is nice on them. It works. Mm, no. Really? No. You don't like the little silver they it's got so on the bland. sleeves there's, as well? there's a reason that the Titans are the most forgettable team in the, in the NFL. <laughs> Do you think they are? Yeah. Like, if you had to go through every... Th- uh, if you had to name all 32 NFL teams, I guarantee, like, most people would name the Titans last. Jaguars. No, because the Jaguars have something about them that's memorable. They, they were so bad for so long that that makes them memorable. Bills. Okay, the Bills might be. Bills maybe. Bills maybe. But, mm, like, New York here, here's, here's, a, here's a fun little stat I saw. The Titans are, have the fourth longest active streak for seasons with a winning record. But nobody knows really? that. Yes. You would never think that they're a team that's had a winning record for, I think it's three or four straight seasons. Mm. Exactly. That's that, how forgettable they are. That is kind of wild, actually. I didn't know that. I, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> I can believe that. Uh, does anyone like the Raider uniforms? To me, they're plain. I like the, col- I like the color scheme, but I, I, I have a problem with the logo. Yeah. The, I just I don't like how it's just no outline of the uniforms. It's just plain silver on black, and I don't like the helmet well, stripe. I, I, like, I like that thing. It's just it's, you enter the black hole, and it's just one color, black, and then just you barely you see a little bit of uh, silver. That's it. They're one of those teams like, that are color rush. I like more than their actual uniform. Yeah, well, like, nice. like who? Who would you say? Well, obviously. Oh, okay, okay. 
Raiders, Seattle would be another one. Although I don't hate Seattle's regular uniforms. Yeah, Seattle has solid uniforms, but their color rushes. Some extra spicy. Lime green is another Bay one of my favorite. Nice Tampa Bay has a nice color rush. Do they? All the, the, that, that pure red, yeah, when they abandon, oh, yeah, when yeah. They abandon everything about their usual uh-huh. <laughs> color combination. Oh, if we're talking about color rush, then yeah, that looks really good, at least in my opinion. I hate the 49ers color rush. Do you? What is yeah. it? It's They keep the gold helmet, but then the rest of it goes red. Mm. And it's just it just looks weird. Did you see? Do you remember when the New York Giants wore a red alternate jersey? Yeah. Yes. Remember those? Yes. <laughs> They're thinking about bringing that back. Is the rumor no. that I've been hearing? No. Not, not no. happy with that. No. no. <laughs> They're going to look too much, in my opinion, like Buffalo. Let, let's <laughs> hey, let's just you know what? Screw it. Why don't we just have the New York Jets go pure black? Right. If we're just if we're just going all weird with the colors, if we're going opposite colors, Fair. let's have the Cleveland Browns go white. Right? They have white. And it looks better than what they're doing right now. That's like, true. If the Browns just, are actually getting new uniforms next year, and they just got them four years ago. If we're wow. just throwing around colors, like, let, let's just make everything, uh, let's just make everything different. Different. <laughs> okay, fair. I agree. Well, I tell you what, we only got a couple of minutes left, so I want to get to this before anything. Bless you, Michael. Thank you. Andy Katz came out with his Big Ten predictions. I want to run a few of these by you guys and get your thoughts on it. Big Ten Player of the Year, Cassius Winston. I see that. No-brainer for me. Yep. Absolutely, it's him. What do you think, Tyree? I, You're thinking. He's deep in thought. Because I was going to I was challenge Michael, but I, I don't have anything to challenge with <laughs> well, him. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, I was, waiting for, I was waiting for any sort of, I think this guy could compete with him, but yeah, Cassius Winston is the only real choice. How about most underrated player? I like this pick, but not for this category. Lamar Stevens from Penn State. He doesn't get the credit he deserves, but he is becoming good enough that he shouldn't be underrated anymore. I hope he's not the most underrated player this year. I hope so, too. I, I think he's a first-team Big Ten player. Mm, that's saying a lot. This year? I think he will be. Well, what makes you say that? Because who else is in the Big Ten that's going to challenge him? Who's better at that position than him? Mm, I think Around the Big Ten? Big Ten was hit hard by graduation this year. That part is true. I do know that. That part is true. Michael is struggling to contain his sneezes I'm over there. I'm trying to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things where I've been, like, I've been trying to get it to go for like three minutes. I- I've seen you across the way making faces at me, and I'm like, does he hate my picks this much? Like I'm feeling <laughs> self-conscious and insecure, and he's just been trying to fight off sneezing. No, no not fighting. When you're fighting a sneeze, you never try to fight it off. You actually try to do it. Because when you do, you start tearing up. You can see tears start coming from my eyes, right? Well, sometimes I try to fight it off. Or maybe your picks are just so beautiful, that's what's bringing tears to my eyes. Well, (laughs) there are times when you want to fight off a sneeze. Like, if I'm in church, I definitely fight off a sneeze. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Do not want to be the one to look that run around. There are some good times, moment of silence, but like... Right. National Anthem? And trust me, I don't want to sneeze on your show. Trust me, I I do not. That is the last (laughs) thing I want to do. But... I tell you what, uh, just about out of time. The five most impactful non-conference Big Ten games this year, two of them involved Sparty, one of them with Michigan. I don't know how this one got on here, though. Maryland and Seton Hall? I mean, yeah, that's a good game, but are you telling me that it's one of the top five in the Big Ten? Like, there's not a Wisconsin game that's going to matter more? That's a good point. Uh, like, I was getting ready to defend that game, but that's mm-hmm. a good point. The fact that there is no Wisconsin game should be addressed. Mm. But I've always liked Seton Hall in Maryland. Okay. They're the, if we're going to talk Lamar Stevens underrated, those are two underrated programs. All right. Consistently making the tournament. They're, they're, they're tournament no-doubters, I feel like. Mm. But you're never going to see them take the spotlight or whatever, right? Okay. So I think that maybe saying that game is a feature game or an important game is just sort of putting a spotlight on them, and I appreciate that. Okay. How about Ohio State against North Carolina? Big Ten ACC matchup. This might be Ohio State's opportunity to get back on the national scene for the first time, really, since Aaron Kraft was there. Just to get brutally destroyed. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually don't agree with that one at all. Don't agree with it being on here. Yeah. Okay. Ohio all right. State, I agree. Uh-huh. You don't think of them too much with basketball anymore, so you know. Big Ten challenge again. Big Ten ACC challenge again. Michigan Louisville rematch of the 2013 national title that Michigan might have technically won now because of Patino. I don't. I don't know. But they're going to have a rematch. I'm with it. I think the storyline is making it important. Okay. Rather than the actual basketball. 
How about, it looks Seton Hall's on here again. Seton Hall's on here more than most Big Ten teams. Seton Hall <laughs> and Michigan State. Dude, okay, I think Seton Hall's good, but are they that good enough to the point where, oh, just the game against them is important? Mm-hmm. No. Like, how good are they supposed to be this year? Not that good. I, I, I think I've seen predictions of them, uh, fin- them coming into the tournament with a 6 or a 7 seed. Mm. Like, that's as high as they go, though. Yeah, I don't know if I like that one being on this list. The other one, this one's actually in the top of the list, Sparty against Kentucky. That's a good one. That is going to be a good one. I can see why that's on the top of the list. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, with that, we're out of time. Appreciate you both being here. What do you have going on? Let's start with, start with you, Tyree. What do you have going on at ABC 10? My first time being around for the UP's high school football. There so you I'm go. Excited. I'm excited. Well, he's on himself short. He's uh, going to be doing his first football. He's going to be doing his first sports package mm. since, since, since he since he got here. So he's going to be doing that. Watch out for that. We'll see if it stacks up to mine. But I'm sure. I'm sure it will. He's good. Thanks, man. And then, um, of course, with the return of football season, we're going to do the return of Thursday Throwdown. Mm. We're going to and we're going to ma- we're going to leave it up to the viewers at this point. Having a poll every single week who they think the best player in football. We'll throw in a couple soccer players, volleyball players, stuff like that to see just who we should go toe-to-toe with. And if it's football, you can bet Tyree's going to lace up those cleats again. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. College Athlete here. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be the fun one. Just one of these days we'll get a water polo player, and that'll (laughs) be the day. I don't know, man. It's too cold up here for that. You, you I know. Have to go somewhere Maybe that. a swimmer or something. <laughs> I tell you what, that is it for us. I'm back on tomorrow, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. It's my hope that you join me one more day till those Thursday night lights come on. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. For Tyree Smith, John Michael Hofling, I'm Tanner Hoops and ESPN-UP.